and Dr. Ron here. This is Dr. Ron. Unfiltered, uncensored. We've been coming to you every Tuesday at 4 p.m. And now for our 274th episode. Incredible. With an attitude of gratitude, I welcome you to episode 274. And we'll talk about salt and water. What is enough? Why you should have it? And remember, ladies and gentlemen, grateful people are happier, less depressed, and less stressed, and more satisfied with their lives and social relationships. And ladies and gentlemen, we are on iTunes, Google Play, and a lot of our listeners like Stitcher. You can hear this show on Stitcher. Uh, Stitcher is, a, is radio in demand. You can download a free app at any time. You can listen to that app anytime, anywhere, anywhere. And Stitcher is, is an award-winning free app, and our, our listeners really like it. And there's also 20,000 news and entertainment and sports shows on that app. So uh, you can rate and review this program on Stitcher. That's Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. It's available on iOS, which is Apple, Android, Nook, iPad, and in over 4 million car dashboards on demand and on the go. So download it free today at Stitcher.com or in the App Store. So ladies and gentlemen, in keeping with the program uh, of bringing you the latest and with an attitude of gratitude, uh, I couldn't be more humble today than having a program on 9-11. Uh, where 17 years ago uh, we lost over 3,000 Americans uh, to, due to his radical Islamic terrorists. And we have to really appreciate our police officers, our EMS, our first responders, and our military. And there, for, for this, I'd like to just take a moment of silence. I'm sure we all remember what we were doing that day. Uh, it was a pretty awesome day, uh, which changed our lives uh, in America. And uh, I mean, seven, there are some 16 and a half year olds, I guess, now that uh, don't don't feel, fully appreciate what happened that day. We also our prayers go out to the those areas in the uh, eastern seaboard that will be impacted by Hurricane Florence. Uh, our prayers uh, are go out to them because it's just been one year ago yesterday that yours truly and Dr. Dan were impacted by Hurricane Irma. This uh, Category 3 to 4 hurricane came uh, within one mile of uh, my home, right up by 75 in southwest Florida. So we are really empathetic to what's happening to our fellow Americans in in the Carolinas and Virginia. And one more thing before we get going, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank Dr. William Wong. Dr. Wong has a podcast. Uh, His latest podcast uh, is is called Essentials of Life and Wellness Show, number 328. And he does mention our program there and mentions 
that people from this program had purchased his, his IMSs and they had questions about vitamin K and atrial fibrillation. And he goes on in that 30 minute uh, podcast uh, to answer all those questions. So if you get a chance, Dr. William Wong on YouTube, Essentials of Life and Wellness Show. And for, before we go further, uh, I have to tell you that. Uh, this program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. The information is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You should never delay seeking medical advice, disregard medical advice, or discontinue medical treatment because of information heard on this program. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. With that being said, before we start uh, the meat of the program, let me introduce Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan. Dr. Jerry, good afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm dry. My well, pool got so filled up over three days, I had to, I had to drain it to prevent oh, it my from gosh. flowing over. <laughs> well... Dr. Dan and I know what happened a year ago in our in our situation, and uh, God, it's incredible. I, I couldn't believe they played the uh, uh, golf tournament Aronimic yesterday, but they got it in. Did they use a beach pool? <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty pretty wet over there. So, uh, and and this is is this the result of uh, Hurricane Florence, or is this something else going on? No, I mean it has to be the rain that was, you know, part of the uh, the outskirts of it because it, it. In fact, I think it's still, you know, spritzing a little bit, but for like three days we had so much rain it was ridiculous. Wow, Doctor Dan, you're surviving, okay? Yes. Good afternoon, Doctor Ron and Doctor Jerry. How are you? We're, We're good. Doing good. You sound good, but some people have told me that you were that you were all wet, and uh, I I don't know. Well, my Dr. mother used to tell me that for years, Doctor Dan. You know, so I don't know what the heck's going on, but this has been some rain in this uh, United States of America, in fact, the whole world. So I don't know what's going on, but it's a big well, change. we're going to try and try and at least give our listeners uh, a little something that's going on with salt and water. And I want to remind right. our listeners that uh, we believe lies a hundred times faster than we believe the truth. That applies to a lot of what's going on in the world today, but especially so in medicine, where they're 10, some people say 30 years behind the times, but uh, they are so influenced. Uh, I want you to remember that when you hear anything on the radio or television or from big pharmaceutical companies, we, are, we believe lies a hundred times faster than the truth. So we're going to try and erase and replace. What do I mean by that? We're going to try and erase the beliefs that have been uh, you've been told and, and, and replace them with what's current and knowledgeable. And we want you to eat, drink, think, and be light because that's what health is. And there are, ladies and gentlemen, four elements vital to life. The first one is oxygen. Can't live more than four minutes without it. Second is water. The third is sodium. And the fourth is potassium. And you missed the fifth. It's your wife. <laughs> In my case, that's very true. I am a well-taken-care-of man. <laughs> so we're, 
85% water above our neck, 75% water below our neck. And we're going to talk about salt, okay? And salt is vital to our health, you know? And there's a reason we have salt taste buds in our mouth and a reason that foods taste better with salt. The desire for salt is not some cruel joke imposed upon us by God, but acts to ensure that we eat our food with salt. Now, fundamental to life and enjoyable food, but demonized by the mainstream, believe me, getting rid of salt is an easy way to an early grave. And that's the story of salt. I'm sure you've heard the dangerous low-sodium dietary fable many, many, many times. And if your blood pressure is a bit on the high side, no doubt your doctor has given you the salt lecture. Trash the salt shaker. Stock up on tasteless, low-sodium foods. If you want to stay alive, that is. But as a listener to this program, you know that advice is wrong, wrong, wrong. And Dr. Wong, I'd like to hear him say that four times. And now, another study has come across the my desk from across the globe. And it found that this really is all nonsense. And... This dangerous salt was never based on any real proof. You know, just like we've been telling you about this, the saturated fats, it was never based on real proof. We got, uh, we got snookered. There is no convincing evidence, they said, that you'll be doing anything to prevent heart disease or a stroke by carefully counting out each grain of salt you eat. But even worse, get this, that when you push the sodium levels too low, that's what the AHA, the American Heart Association, wants you to do. You're putting your health in serious jeopardy. So researchers from 21 countries did their best to get to the bottom of the, all this baloney about limiting salt. The research organized as a study called PURE, and it was published in The Lancet, a great medical journal for the, the uh, uh, physicians who uh, practice medicine now. And it was a really comprehensive study as, as, as it could be. And it was comprised of close to 96,000 people from 18 countries who were monitored for salt intake and measured in their urine, blood pressure, and heart disease over the course of eight years. Guess what they found out? Most people around the world don't consume too much sodium. Only in China, where the salt intake tended to be over five thousand milligrams did the researchers find any kind of concern between sodium and heart disease if in fact you are in the upper limits of salt consumption simply adding more potassium rich foods and dr uh, jerry's going to talk to you about that about squash and sweet potatoes and nuts etc to your diet that will eliminate any problems that they may cause and i guess i should have a drum roll not being on a sodium-restrictive diet was associated with lower rates of heart attacks and all-around lower death rate. Well, I mean, I, I guess that, that, might, that might call uh, for, for something, maybe an explosion. And how this low-salt mantra got started in the first place, the best explanation offered by the Pure team was that any approach – to reducing blood pressure was believed to translate into less risk of heart disease. But time and time again, we've seen how such one-sided thinking in regard to health care perfectly illustrates that the old saying about throwing the baby out with the bathwater. 
So the sweet spot in this study, ladies and gentlemen, is about 3,000 to 5,000 milligrams per day. And if your blood pressure is considered normal, cutting your sodium down to what the American Heart Association calls an ideal limit, 1,500 milligrams a day, this will definitely increase your risk of heart attack and stroke, gosh, by 25%. Put the duct tape on, ladies and gentlemen. A low-sodium diet will increase your risk of heart attack and stroke by over 25%. Another study out of Belgium discovered that when you go under 3,000 milligrams a day, you increase your risk of dying by nearly 500%. So the take-home message is uh, don't, it's not to harp on a low-sodium diet. Uh, the physician should really encourage their patients to eat more fresh foods, vegetables, potassium-rich, and as I say, Dr. Jerry has a whole section on that. Uh, Before I get into it even further, I want to tell you that 2015 Journal of Cardiac Failure found that low-sodium diet may be harmful to patients in congestive heart failure, contrary to what cardiologists are doing today because they are not up to the times. Any, the, an Institute of Medicine panel determined in 2013 that low salt intake may lead to a greater risk of adverse health effects for those with congestive heart failure. And a study in the American Journal of Medicine also stated that year, it declared in its headlines, quote, advising low-sodium diet seems misguided and potentially dangerous. You know, we'll talk more about the, the salt naysayers in a minute. So why don't people drink enough water and why don't they eat salt? Well, some things that I have heard in my lifetime, what makes my legs swell, or I got got to run to the bathroom too often. And what that means to me, and we'll see what our our, our two co-hosts think, that means to me that the water is not getting into the cell, and that's where you need it. Okay, you need the water to cross the cell membrane and get into the cell. If it got into the cell, you wouldn't be running to the bathroom so much. So let's just talk about salt. Seawater, okay, has 92 minerals in it, and it's an isotonic solution. What does that mean? It's the same concentration that is found in our bodies, okay, in the intra and extracellular areas of our bodies. In fact, when I was in the Army, I came, my uncle, who was stationed at Pensacola, Florida, sent me a book uh, from the Navy response team. And in the early days, if uh, they got injured in the battlefield, they were instructed how to infuse seawater in place of blood. That's how, that's how much it matches our body. Okay, so 30% sodium, 50% chloride. And that's that's pretty good. I want to get it right off the table right now. That's table salt. That is only sodium and chloride. There are no minerals associated with it. Uh, It just results in death of the cells. So I'm going to be talking about Celtic salt, which has 82 minerals, uh, and, uh, and Himalayan salt, which has 72 minerals. Now, the 10 to 20 minerals that are not present in these two salts are in pico proportions. I mean, they're very, very, very small uh, proportions. So as close as we can get to the sea is the Celtic salt and the Himalayan salt. So where do we find sodium? Sodium is in the extracellular space. It's around the cell. What's in the cell? 
is potassium. That's where we get from fresh fruit and vegetables. And the chloride, well, that's what we need to make hydrochloric acid. Now, I could talk talk about it, and I was going to, but I'm going to skip this about the sodium-potassium pump. But if you have too much, say, sodium from table salt, you're going to get high blood pressure. Why? Because it's going to make the cell swell. Because the salt is not going to get, because it has no minerals attached to it, it's not going to be able to get into the cell. So what's your body going to do? It's going to increase the pressure around the cell to force that, that, that sodium into the cell. Okay, that's the sodium-potassium pump. If it had the minerals, it would go right through with, a, with the magnesium. We'll talk about magnesium and its affinity for water. So there are carriers. These, the salt is not just sodium chloride. As I said, it has, in seawater, 92 minerals. And the other salts, uh, for sake of discussion, let's just say 80 minerals. Okay, but they are all necessary to get the sodium into the cell. All right, so a lot of times we don't know whether we're thirsty or hungry, and they're, they're confusing, but if you're not properly hydrated, you're going to overeat. The body has a hard time distinguishing between thirst and hunger, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll, go, we'll talk a little bit about uh, uh, calcium and glucose. That's so important just by drinking water and having salt. You know, there, there are physicians that say that 92% of our DNA damage is from mineral deficiencies. 92% of DNA damage is from mineral deficiencies. You know, you put that in your pipe and smoke it for a little while, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Um, so, so, you know, salt, it is vital to us. It's vital to our health. Uh the body's interior ocean is salty. Without salt, the chemical reactions that support enzyme function and energy production and hormone production and protein transport and other chemical processes, they just can't work. Remember, we, we've been talking about proteins, I mean about enzymes a lot since we heard Dr. Wong speak. You know what? You have enzymes coming out of the pancreas. You have, uh, and they're there for digestion. Okay, lipase, amylase, trypsin, chymotrypsin. You know they can't do anything uh, without uh, without salt and water. Okay, they cannot. If you're dehydrated, you're just going to destroy yourself. So Western people consume about half the amount of salt that they consume traditionally. Before the days of refrigeration, most of our meat and fish, as an Italian, we remember the, the bacala. It was all, all packed in salt. The Japanese have had the highest salt intake in the world, also have the highest life expectancy. So why are we demonizing salt? Well, let me take a break because I, I, I sort of covered a lot uh, of, of material just in a short period of time. But we, we'll, we'll talk about, uh, after Dr. Jerry, how salt can regulate blood pressure, how it's important for, for your uh, nervous system, and how much water you should drink and how much salt. What is really 5,000 milligrams? So Dr. Jerry, I know you did a lot of research on the benefits of salt. And uh, what, what's, what's this junk we call table salt? Well, 99% sodium chloride, which, you know, as you just mentioned, dehydrates the cell. And and the other thing you got to be careful of, people who put water softeners on in their house, 
Ah. They take out the minerals and load it up with sodium. Simple little things like that. That can kill you. That'll give you a heart attack. Good point. Yeah, and and the other interesting thing is um, when people uh, are put on diuretics, you know, one of the things that the diuretic does, it kicks it out of your body to lower your, your blood pressure, but it also kicks potassium out. And most people are deficient in potassium to begin with. So they then they wonder why they have headaches or migraines or dehydration or palpitations of the heart, and they feel fatigued, and they just don't feel well. Lack of potassium. So some of the dietary um, concentrations are, are wonderful. I mean, avocado has 670 milligrams for a medium-sized avocado. The acorn squash, a half a cup, gives you 14% of your your daily needs. Uh, spinach, a single cup, gives you 18% of your potassium needs. Sweet potatoes, you mentioned, a medium-sized sweet potato has 500 milligrams. It's also lower in calories than the other potatoes and much lower in the glycemic index. So that's really important. And salmon, who the heck would believe the salmon? Three ounces have 400 milligrams of potassium. And, geez, if you eat a, if you get into a binge and you do a whole cup of apricots, that's 1,500 milligrams of potassium. Pomegranate. 305 milligrams uh, for one pomegranate. The broccoli, okay, one cup, 450 milligrams. And my favorite, cannelloni beans, one cup, 1,000 milligrams potassium. A banana, medium-sized, 425. And kidney beans, 600 milligrams per cup. So there's plenty of sources for potassium. And what's interesting, you know, you take a stalk of celery, the leaves are high in potassium and the stalk is high in sodium. So in nature, there's always a balance. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. So we we have flawed standards, and uh, we, we're going to talk a little bit about that. And we'll go through some myths about, uh, you know, we eat more salt today than ever before. Well, you know, just get myth one out of the way because our current salt consumption is one and a half to one and three quarter teaspoons per day, and it's about half the amount consumed between the War of eighteen twelve and World War Two. Okay, so we'll, we'll we'll go through some of these myths, but you know, salt and 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 uh, has been connected with uh, high blood pressure. So I, I I wrote down a few things that can cause high blood pressure. You know, the first one on my list is dehydration. Dehydration. Oh, David, why why that, Doctor Ron? Well, because the capillaries shut down. The capillaries get really small, and because they're trying to conserve the the volume of blood and, and fluid in your body. You know, no salt can cause high blood pressure because of the the, the, the lack of biochemical processes. I mean, I could get into the ren and angiotensin system, but what basically has happened is. Your body's trying to protect its volume, okay? And it'll do so by increasing your blood pressure. You know, if you're not eating any greens, like Dr. Jerry just said, you're not getting any magnesium. And you need magnesium to, as a transporter. Magnesium is an affinity for water, and it, it allows things to transport into the cell. That's why natural salts have magnesium sulfate and bromate, okay? So if you're not eating greens, you're going to get high blood pressure. You know what? If you don't get any sun, 
you're not getting any vitamin D. You're not going to get that vitamin D to transport that calcium into the cell. You're going to get high blood pressure. If you're a couch potato and if you have no activity at all, you're going to get a high blood pressure. If you have a high sugar, high wheat diet, you know, you're going to wear out your pancreas. You're going to get high blood pressure. If you have a no-fat diet with no um, the correct amount of omega-3, 6 ratio and all, you're going to get high blood pressure. If you live in a milieu of constant distress, not stress, but distress, where you're never happy and you're always under a lot of stress, you're going to get high blood pressure. So, uh, Doc, Dr. Jerry, you have anything to add about salt and blood pressure? Absolutely. I have a very interesting story about a good friend of mine many years ago. He he called me. He says, Jerry, he says, I got high blood pressure, and the Mayo yeah. Clinic can't get it down. And I said, John, uh, what type of food are you eating? He said, oh, I'm following the Fit for Life diet with a lot of fruit. Oh. And I said, well, John, where do you live? He said, Minnesota. I said, what's the weather like? He says, it's pretty cold. Well, let's get back to the oriental philosophy of yin and yang. And it, it really fits beautifully. Cold weather is in or expansive. Hot weather is contractive, yang. Now, the uh, the diamonds living in L.A. were eating high fruit because it was warmer climate, no problem. But my poor friend was eating fruit every morning for the Fit for Life diet, and it was cold weather. It was expanding his volume of blood supply, and no wonder the Mayo Clinic couldn't get his blood pressure down. Yeah. In three weeks, eating, you know, small grains, you know, buckwheat and, and millet and dark green vegetables, his blood pressure went back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and uh, there you go. I mean, uh, that's a that's a good good story. I like that. Uh, well, it's true. I mean, it's because, true. It, you know, and, you, and then you know, you look at the animals. The animals are eating food that's indigenous to where they live. They're not eating pineapples from Maui, you know, or, or oranges from Florida. They're eating whatever they find, acorns, whatever they find around. And it's all compatible with the energy and the balance in their body. It's lunacy. You know what? Since we're talking a little bit about water again, you remember how we both attended a lecture that, that uh, it was mentioned that our mattresses, uh, can accumulate, I think it was like 17 pounds of water in a year. Yeah. So it was an incredible amount of water. So what what does that mean? It means we lose a lot of fluid at night. Just Just to give you an idea, ladies and gentlemen, how much water loss occurs during a typical day. Your kidneys excrete about one and a half liters. Okay, quart and a half, more or less. Your skin, a, a half a quart. Your colon, if everything is going right, three-tenths of a liter. Your lungs, two-tenths of a liter. About two and a half liters uh, per day. Now, I looked at uh, patients for 50 years. I never saw any of them have a reserve water tank on their back. So where's this water going to come from? You need two two glasses of water to make the hydrochloric acid for breakfast. And guess what? You got to take that the day before. You need two glasses of water for lunch. You need two glasses of water for dinner. You need this for digestion, but you you have to take it 24 hours before you actually have the food. 
I think our bodies are crying for water. They are absolutely crying for water. And as I said, these enzymes in our pancreas, you need water for the, for the enzymes to digest our foods. I think Dr. Jerry may have a patient on his website. I'm not sure. I, I took a quick look. But, you know, I've had friends now complain of uh, uh, headaches and migraines and what have you. And, and they, you know, we live here in southwest Florida. It's quite warm. Uh, but they're, they don't drink enough salt and water. They get dehydrated. When you get dehydrated, what happens to your brain cells? They shrink. You get a headache. It's, it's simple. All right? So you're tired. You have a headache. You get some good Celtic salt. You put it on your palm of your hand. You lick it. You let it dissolve in your mouth, and you take a little bit of water. You take a little bit at a time of good, pure water. Now, which brings up a point, Dr. Ron. Some people are drinking distilled water. And uh, from my experience, that's death. That'll cause problems because you can't get any electrical current in the body with distilled water. It, It sucks out the minerals even faster. Absolutely, that's a great point. Yeah, that, I, that was a that was a fatty years ago. You know, we'll distill the yeah. water. Well, it is destructive to your health. You want to destroy your health? Have 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 lifeless water. So, ladies and gentlemen, in the morning, that's when you're most dehydrated. And what I'm going to advise today is you take your water slowly throughout the day. Okay, little by little. Okay. In other words, if you, I, I was thinking this morning when I went out to water the flowers, if you, if the, if the plants were really dry and I poured a bucket of water on them, it would just break through and out. But if I put a little bit on through the day, those plants would absorb it and and it would be more beneficial and they would recover quicker. And I, I am saying that the same thing happens to our body, little by little throughout the day, and but drinking before meals. No, no water a half hour before a meal or one and a half to two hours after a meal. Why? Because now you're diluting the hydrochloric acid that's in your stomach. And as Dr. Wong has pointed out, and as we have known even before that, after you hit 35, you start losing hydrochloric acid. So a lot of this reflux and all, as we've talked about many, many times, it's not because of too much acid. It's because we're not digesting our foods. So we don't want to take water with our meals and, and, and dilute that hydrochloric acid. So how much is too much water? Well, if it's above your it head, off. it's too much. Yeah. <laughs> well, and there was one physician that, 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 that Dr. Dan and I both know, Hobart Ryman. He said, when water comes out your ears, that's too much. <laughs> too much. So, so, well, you know, the and, other interesting thing, Dr. Ron – uh, and and I've done this when I do biking. If you take dark green juices, you know, the kale, collard greens, celery, Granny Smith apples, you're loading up with potassium, and the cells hold the water. So you could drink a ton of water, but if you don't have the minerals to hold it in the cell, you're still not going to get the benefit. Absolutely. And, and I think that is a key point that our listeners take home today is that, Yes, you need salt. You need twice as much as you're having now, but you need Celtic or Himalayan salt that has the minerals. That's the key. 
That's why a lot of these these studies have failed and produced flawed results. They were using sodium chloride. Okay, so that all they did was were, were making uh, hydrochloric acid, and the and the sodium was doing damage. So that's a key point that Dr. Jerry just made. You need the well, minerals. Yeah, well, Dr. Ryan, I'm going to share this pearl with you because a good friend of mine shared it with me a number of years ago. You can go on Amazon and buy Himalayan salt blocks, and you can cook on them. And I'm telling you, once you cook meat or fish or vegetables on a salt block, you put some olive oil on there, and you heat it up slowly on your gas range, okay, or in your oven, if you heat it up too fast, it'll crack. But you heat it up slowly, coat it with olive oil, and cook your fish or eggs or anything on there. It absorbs the minerals, and it's not real salty, and it's the best-tasting food you're going to have. I never tried that. They come in all different have, sizes. Have you tried it? Absolutely, and and it's incredible. Wow. It's like you don't get that metallic taste, you know, cooking it in, in a metal pan. Yeah. And, would it, and, would it work know, on a grill? Yeah, you could do absolutely. You can put it on the grill, put your burgers on there, hot dogs or whatever, ah. and and fish or corn. I don't get anything. And I'm telling you, it gives it such a flavor because of the minerals. It's it's like unbelievable. Well, that's worth a try. I I, I do have a funny story that 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 really not apropos to salt and water, but I, I was went fishing with a good friend of mine, and uh, we hit a northeaster. Uh, but we did catch some albacore tuna off the coast of New Jersey. So we got back, and uh, George Clover, who was the captain, said, you guys, here's what I want you to do with this fish you caught. Uh, his his mate had, had cleaned them. He said, I want you to take this fish, uh, get a piece of oak plank, and put some olive oil on it, put some Himalayan salt on it, put some garlic, and put some, some herbs on it, and cook it in the oven for 20 minutes at 350 degrees. So when it's done, throw the fish away and eat the oak plank because the fish you caught are worthless. We <laughs> 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 should should have had a salt block. Jeez. <laughs> uh, All right. Um, okay. So so look, let me just finish up with salt, and then we'll go into some of these myths. A teaspoon of salt. That's what I'm, I've, I've I've done the calculations over the course of a day. That's how much salt that I'm recommended you eat. Okay, if you're tired, if you you you're ready for your afternoon nap, instead of reaching for the espresso, put some salt on your hand, lick it, let it dissolve. That magnesium that's in there will get that fluid into your cells, and you'll wake up. That's why everybody is tired in the morning and slow getting going. You're dehydrated, ladies and gentlemen, because you 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 know if and that, that that's another point. Leave your bed linens and, and air out your bed in the mornings, and if it, if you can open the shade, let some sunlight in there. But you, you you're tired because of the perspiration, the air, and and we've talked about the EMFs. We're not going to go into that today, but that's why people wake up so in the morning they tired. They say, I'm not a morning person. Well, of course not. You need to get hydrated. So um, that's, that's, I think that's the important point I wanted to make about salt and water. So how much water do you need? About half your body weight in ounces. I'll see what Dr. Jerry says. But if you're a 150-pound individual, 75 ounces a day. If you're a 200-pound individual, 100 ounces a day. And slowly throughout the day, not big gulps because it'll just, like that, that dried plant, it'll just go right through. 
and a little bit of salt. Uh, do you, do you have a, anything you recommend? Do you have a guide that you recommend for your 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 clients, Doctor Jerry? Yeah, I use my local squirrel. And what does he do? And he says, I, I just eat the food that's around me, and I don't worry about how much salt. <laughs> how about the water? How much water would you? Well, you the same thing with the water. Uh, you know, in in 2006, Pepsi spent 20 million dollars promoting the advocation of drinking a lot of water, and the next year, the water consumption went up seven percent and made them a whole lot of money. So, to be honest with you, if you're eating real food, you know, fruits and vegetables and fish and good quality meat with no pesticide and all, you're getting the proper fluids. I be honest with you, I think this eight glasses of water a day is like crazy. You're going to burn out your kidneys. Well, how about if you take it with the, the, the salt minerals? Yeah, it's fine. But if you're eating good quality food, you know, we're not talking about, you know, pizzas and pat steaks and all that kind of garbage, but eating real food, you know, watermelon, avocados, grapefruits, oranges, whatever, you're getting all the fluids that your body really needs. And you're getting the minerals to hold it in. But it's when you're eating, you know, high salt foods or high or dehydrated chemicalized foods yeah you need a lot of you know fluids to flush out the toxins that's just my two cents no and and that's important because that's another point that i wanted to bring up that if you're properly hydrated you you are you'll be continuously detoxing i'm not saying there were there won't be times when you do a detox but like a steam bath or or a sauna but you're you're always detoxing if you're properly hydrated yeah, and like when I go out on a bike ride, my buddies, they're drinking two two bottles of water, and I, I'm just about a third. Why? Because three hours before I go out, I make fresh juice with greens, and I eat sashimi, which is raw fish, so it keeps my blood sugar up. But the minerals in the, in the raw juices keep my cells, you know, saturated, so I'm not thirsty. I'm not getting yeah. dehydrated. Yeah, and, and and that's a key point because it's not how much water you take in, it's how much water gets into the cell. It's always the quality of the water and really what happens to the water after you, it goes through your intestines. And in order to get that water uh, from your intestines into the extracellular fluid, that's you need the minerals because that's what magnesium does. That magnesium just, just pulls that water right in. So if you're getting the right uh, diet and 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 drinking and eating good good salt, uh, you should be fine. If you're tired, yeah. I, I would say I would say that if it's, if, if any of our listeners are tired, uh, try try the salt and water for a while. See, see for a couple of days. I think you'll notice the difference in a couple of days. Uh, you'll see your energy level, your 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 brain fog lifting. You know, without taking any drugs, but get a good Celtic or Himalayan salt. And if that doesn't work, my... we'll take, t- tell me if that doesn't work, we'll take you over to Gitmo and waterboard you. You'll get you'll get your energy back. Not in the morning. Not on nine eleven. We're not going to talk over there. <laughs> okay. And, I, and my wife, the first thing she says to me in the morning: drink a glass of water. Well, put some first salt thing. in it. Before you do anything in. else or have breakfast or anything, right, have a have a glass of water. Now you're saying put some salt in it. Yeah, yeah put some lime too. Limes or lemon, you know. Yeah, lime or lemon. Help. 
Yeah, right. Lemon and limes are very healthy for you too to put in the water. And and we 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 do use Celtic and Himalayan salt here, so I know what you're saying about that. Very healthy. Okay, so going. okay. Go ahead, Doctor Dan. While you're on, go go for it. Yeah, I, I I did I did have a I did have a question, and now it left my mind. I go have a glass yeah. of water. Oh yeah. yeah, there's a tremendous amount of controversy about the amount of uh, water to take every day. You know, like uh, people say, take half your body, take half your body weight. You know, if you if you're 150 pounds, you take 75, 75 ounces. It, it it just doesn't seem to work that way. And uh, well, that's just that's just a guide. Like like Dr. Jerry said, if you're eating a lot of fruits and vegetables, I mean, yeah, it's, you it's don't a need guide. It. You, you know, you don't need it. But if you're, you know, it, it, it's just a, to give some our listeners some place to hang their hat. It does. It's not written in stone. And you got to listen just to your remember, own body. Just remember, Dr. Dan, I've never seen a squirrel that had a water <laughs> bottle on its back. <laughs> and, and also, if you drink too much water before you go to sleep, you'll be up all night, especially if you have BPH as you're getting older and your prostate no, is enlarged. you got to wear the pens, Dr. Back. Dan. You wear the pens, you'll sleep through the night. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, well, that's an idea. <laughs> depends. Who do you depend on? Oh, okay. All right. So all anyway, right, so Dr. Ron, we've yeah. got to move on. But the water, I don't know, you probably did the research too, but it's the most despicable thing that I've ever come across is this whole filtered water versus tap water. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, even and bottled water. Yeah, I mean, they're Har- saying horrible. See, I respect the Environmental Working Group. I've read their information. They're they independent. You know, they're they're honest. And there was a report by this Jane Houlihan, and she basically, the report was to the House of Representatives of Energy and Commerce Subcommittee on Oversight and Investigation. And her statement was this. Can, I, can, people, can you say uh, that one uh, Jared, Dr. can you say that one more time? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the House of Representatives of Energy and Commerce and Subcommittee on Oversight and Investigations. Wow. Basically... What her statement was that many people assume bottled water is healthier and safer to drink than ordinary tap water. But some companies have lured consumers away from tap water with claims of health and purity that just aren't backed by public data. And the thing that blew my circuits was that water uh, companies that bottle water have virtually no regulations. They don't have to test it, whereas your public water supply, sometimes two, three times a day, it has to be monitored and tested. And they say 40% of the water being sold in bottles is basically coming out of someone's garage tap. <laughs> well, what is, what, is the, what is the best water to buy when you, when you buy some bottle of water because you want to take it in the car or whatever with you? Well, uh, I'll tell you the best. Here's here's water, what I do, uh, what, Dr. What, Dan. Yes. Get yourself a water filtration system because even some of the best bottled waters, they're finding the um, Environmental Working Group found on average, I think, eight chemicals even in bottled water. So, I mean, I just ordered my my new tanks to replenish my my whole house water system, and if you go on. Uh, 
Bell Celsius, I think it is. They're up in Michigan, and they give you a list of chemicals that it pulls out. And it's relatively inexpensive when you think about what it's doing for your health. But I have one tank pulls out fluoride, and they even found fluoride in bottled water, which was really disconcerting. And the bottom line is I take my whole house water filtered water, and I run it to another uh, five-stage gravity-fed system, and that's what I'll put in my bottle and drink because I'm tired of spending all this money on these fancy, you know, containers and and smart water, dumb water, you know. The bottom line is I know the quality that my system puts out. It takes out virtually all the dioxins, all the chemicals, all the heavy metals, arsenic, and I know that I'm getting good water. So why waste my my time and money? Yeah, we have one of those, too, for for our drinking water called the Berkey Filter. Yeah. That's it. That's what I should do. I should have a like a stainless steel container or something and just fill that up. Exactly. Yeah, you could buy. I bought a little double walled stainless steel container that keeps it cold or hot, whatever you put in there, and it has a sports top to it, so I can flip it and, and drink it if I'm, you know, walking or biking or whatever. But the key is that you know the quality that your house filter is putting out. You don't know right, what the heck's right. in that bottle. Yeah. Especially if it gets heated up, then you got a real problem. Of you course, you get the bisphenol A. Yeah, you get the uh, synthetic estrogen. Right, you don't know what's being diffused out into the into the water, and you're really in trouble. Exactly. It, yep. it makes a lot of sense. Right. Yeah, so, oh. you know, it's a big scam. I mean, I, I thought it was a hoax. You know, before I started doing the research on this stuff, and, uh, you know, it's not the first time I've looked into it, but it's just unbelievable. I mean, people are spending hard-earned money. I mean, I forget what how much per gallon it comes to. I mean, geez, you can, if you go to a sporting event and buy a bottle of water, it's, what, $5? Oh, yeah, right. It's exactly. crazy. You go to Europe and get it sometimes, and, and you get stuck with it, too. Uh, you, yeah. You You've been there a lot, so you know. But yeah. uh, just to go back for a second to potassium, I eat apricots every morning. Okay. Also, you know, you mentioned the uh, potassium and the bananas yep. and all these good things. Of course, sweet potatoes are more, you know, healthier for you than the white potatoes and all these other good things that you mentioned. Uh, if you eat some of those, that would supplement some of your diet. If you eat a normal diet, like you said, you're going to get enough water and and potassium and sodium from what you eat every day. That's the name of the game. You won't get enough of the fluids. Yeah, if you're eating clean, you know, and good quality fruits and vegetables, you don't have to drink eight glasses. But if you're going to the four main food groups, you know, Mickey D's, Taco Bell, Burger King. Yeah, you better drink eight glasses of water a day to get those poisons the heck out of you. You know, and 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 if you mention you you go into the hospital, which uh, someone in the family did recently, uh, they they give you a, a solution of a sodium solution, and they might give you uh, glucose, and and then they send you home telling you that your sodium's too low. Well, can I give you? All kinds of gimmicks. Right. And then you have to take sodium or get your sodium checked 
along with taking what they prescribe for you. So you have to be careful with this. Oh, absolutely. But the the, the thing is, I don't know, Dr. Ron, if you came across any of these research uh, papers with the water, I mean, it's it's unconscionable. You know, yeah, um, it is a scam. Here, the Environmental Working Group, they performed uh, 38, they found 38 low-level contaminants were found in bottled water with each of the 10 tested brands and contained an average of eight chemicals. And, and here's the biggest uh, caveat here in the whole scheme of things. When they chlorinate the darn water, it's reacting with disinfection byproducts. You're getting from the organic debris that's in the water that the chlorine is supposedly taking care of. It's creating heavy-duty toxic chemicals, mm-hmm. which is worse than the chlorine. Uh, the trihalomethanes, for example, and the haloacetic acids. Uh, and plus they're using aluminum uh, in the water to pull out the suspended matter. So, I mean, you're caught between a rock and a hard place, and that's why I really advocate getting yourself some kind of filter system beyond the charcoal, uh, you know, something that really works like a Berkey or these whole house right. water filtering systems or whatever. And Or I, I got another one called the ADYA, A-D-Y-A. You know, it's gravity fed. You put a, you know, about a gallon and a half at the top, and it trickles down through one filter that pulls out uh, microscopic particles. And then there's four other stages that pull out all the other different chemicals. So, you know, you, you, you could get into it at a reasonable entry level cost, but you're getting at least quality water that you're drinking. You don't have to worry about what the heck's in there. Well, I as, we start, that, as, as we go back to the beginning, yeah. as we go back to the beginning of today's discussion, the vital life factors are oxygen and water. So what is your health worth to have good, clean, pure water? And, and you know, we could talk about the demonization of salt. And I'm not finished with salt yet, but I want to just uh, – something we haven't talked about uh, is, is when – most of our listeners take a hot shower. If the chlorine is not filtered out, they're getting chloroformed. The pores are nice and big and, and, and wide, and those volatile organic chemicals are getting absorbed right into their system. So, uh, you know, it, another reason to follow Jerry's advice and, and to get a good whole house water filter. It's great that you're filtering the water that you drink. I, I thoroughly agree with that. But if you're all, if you're not having, if you don't have a, a, can't have a whole house filter, there are filters you can put on this shower head. You must filter out the chlorine. Okay, you can't filter out fluorine. That's got to be reverse osmosis. But you can filter out that chlorine so you don't get chloroformed to death, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, and how about you know these these bugs, uh, the cryptosporidium and the giardia? Oh. They're becoming immune to the chlorine. Yeah, they are. And, yeah, so and the, that, you need a filter that you know that pulls out these little particulate critters in in your water. Yeah, I mean, and all the chicken is contaminated. I mean, that you know that'd probably be for another day. But I mean, yeah, you need pure water to start with, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, just in case uh, you you know if you're interested in a little bit of history, Homer referred to salt as the divine substance, and Plato described it especially dear to the gods. And the Celtic word for salt meant holy and sacred. 
So it's something we need to function properly. We don't have enough salt. You know, we, we can get diabetes. I mean, I mean did anybody connect those dots to, uh, when you went to, to medical school? I, I didn't know that. Okay, nope. but salt, salt consumption, if you don't have enough sodium, you're going to have yourself a metabolic syndrome and diabetes. So salt, low salt has many, many hazards beside the cramps, and which are bad enough in some people. Uh, but the mental capacity, the dullness of it, uh, a lot of this all goes away, though, when you when you have the, a good salt and at least uh, between three and five grams a day. Uh, and you're going to see your whole body change. I mean, this is something that happens in days, not weeks or months. It happens in days. Uh, you could, your, your, your life expectancy, you know, when they, when they, Dr. Jerry wants to do a show on, on centenarians, but when you look at centenarians over and over again, they have high salt intakes. I mean, it's, it's in every study you can look at. They have over two and a half teaspoons of salt a day. I'm looking at one now that just reminded me, Dr. Jerry's comment to me on uh, off air. Let's do a show on, on centenarians but or anti-aging. But they all eat a lot of salt. So, uh, Well, you know, the other too- interesting thing I came across is that one lesser-known benefit of sea salt, that it actually stimulates healthy hair growth. I never knew that. I didn't know that. Wow. So, so a little red light of, of benefits. Yeah. Wow, maybe <laughs> that is a good hey, one. Maybe I have a chance now if I eat if I eat more salt, I grow my hair back. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, you know, one one interesting thing I came across with salt is that throughout the years and you mentioned uh, Dr. Ron, you mentioned uh, uh, Homer who who goes way back um thousands of years. Um uh, salt has been used in religion too, for religious purposes. They actually use the salt and you know use it for some of their practices, and actually huh. worship it to, to some degree. If you want to look at it that way, How about it also that? has tremendous benefits for the skin. You take some of the Dead Sea salts and uh, you know rub it on your skin. It not only cleanses it but also hydrates the skin. Uh, you know, simple little things like that. Rinsing uh, salt water in your mouth and gargling, it'll help kill any bacteria in your throat, helps any sores on your gums, any bleeding gums. It helps to kill bacteria. Uh, taking salt internally uh, can kill parasites. You know, we, we may have mentioned that once before. I, I came across this thing where you take um, Himalayan rock salt, put it in a, a quart of water, you know, and you wait till it it all dissolves or as much as possible and you get a concentrated solution. You drink like a tablespoon of that, you know, for like before you go to bed, uh, over a 60 day period, it kills all the parasites. So, you know, salt has a incredible medicinal purpose, you know, purposes. It's amazing. And yeah, you can actually really do salt it. compresses. One last thing. You can yeah. do salt compresses on your eyes and get rid of the dark circles under your eyes and, and the, the swollen the swollenness under your eyes. With, well, with I am going to try that tonight. Thank you for that idea. Yeah. It, it really salt is an essential nutrient. the eyes. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to try it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, which is which is which is so salty that you that you can't even think, correct? Um, 
maybe you never get sick. Just float in the Dead Sea. What do you think of that, Dr. Jerry, Dr. Ron? That would be wonderful. Uh, we could do that, but we can't, of course. Well, that's another question. And, 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 you know, those of you that know my dad, it'll be 101 in a couple of weeks. He says he remembers the Dead Sea when it was only sick. So. <laughs> <laughs> he goes so far back. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of what you have heard in the mainstream and from your doctor, sorry to say, is is bogus. A lot of the studies were not done properly, but they were interpreted to get the result, which was predetermined. Okay, so we do need salt. It's been it's in our the history of human beings. Weston Price is a great website, ewg.org, great website. Uh, so a lot of the 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 propaganda has had unintended consequences. Okay, with Increasing our health problems, diminishing our brain function, causing confusion. And you know what? It's been a boon to food processing and the medical industries, okay, with very, very few exceptions. Unless you have a genetic problem, there are, there's no reason to fear the, salt, fear the salt shaker, ladies and gentlemen. Just make sure you use real salt and home-prepared food that you can enjoy. It's an essential nutrient. It's it's used by almost every part of your body. And uh, at some point when Dr. Wong uh, agrees to be on our podcast, you know, I'm sure he'll have a lot to say about salt because it, it, it has a lot to do with the enzymes that he produces and his study of over 20, 25 years of, the, of enzymes. And uh, don't forget about his podcast, by the way, number 328. He does mention uh, Dr. Ron and Dr. Jerry in that podcast. Uh, it's essential to good health. Good, clean water. Don't use the table salt. Table salt is junk. Okay, it'll kill you. Uh, it never gets into the cells. It'll cause you to get dehydrated. And there, I have study upon study that vindicates salt all from the DASH study, the Mr. Fit study. I mean, there are just tr- tremendous amount of, of studies, but they're not getting into the press. The salt therapy that Dr. Jerry talks about, yeah, I mean, it's really great. You know, we, as kids, they put salt salt compresses on wounds and on the, you cut yourself or you have a, a, a little abscess. I mean, tremendous way to treat things, okay? Yeah, and how about so, even sinusitis? I had one patient, nothing worked, and she bought a neti pot at one of these little Indian food stores, has a long, you know, snout to it, and she irrigated her sinuses with with the Celtic sea salt, and her sinuses totally cleared up. I mean, there it is. And, you know, and I've had cases, and and I'm a a believer in nebulizing, and uh, I nebulize colloidal silver, and I nebulize in salt water, but you know what? Just... Drinking salt and water, sometimes it, it gets that mucus, thins out that mucus in your sinuses, and you're not, you really don't get get the sinusitis. So I, I think you have to digest what you heard today, ladies and gentlemen. It's a little, it goes 180 degrees of what you're going to get from mainstream uh, fake news medical press, but uh, it'll keep you healthy, and you'll you'll be uh, adhering to uh, one of uh, Hippocrates' uh, Victims that eat your food as your medicines, otherwise you have to eat your medicines as your food. 
and he said that just the seven best doctors are God, sunlight, rest, exercise, diet, self-confidence, and friends. So I think we covered it pretty good. Dr. Jerry, you have anything else to add? Yeah, basically the pessimist sees difficulty in every opportunity, and the optimist sees opportunity in every difficulty. <laughs> I'd love it. I love it. I love it. And I, again, with an attitude of gratitude, you have to be positive today, ladies and gentlemen. You have to look look for the good. I mean, and you get up in the morning, have that glass of water, look for the good, and be grateful that you made it through the night. Dr. Dan? Well, I don't like morning people or mornings or people, but that's not true. And I just like to, to put on to the end of that. Take that statement and negate it with an attitude of gratitude, which you always mentioned, Dr. Ron. When you have that attitude of gratitude, it does make a big difference in your life for the entire day and for the rest of your life as long as you can stick to it. So, All right. Well, I think we had a, a good program. Um, we haven't had any... <laughs> we haven't had any quacks today. But we, you know, our, our listeners said we we did pretty good. And I had another listener call call in and uh what did they just say? They left me something here. Here it goes. Bam. Just like that. That's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. A winner. Just like that. We'll <laughs> A winner. They love the show. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back again, God willing, next Tuesday at 4. Uh, uh, I think we should talk about omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acids and coconut uh, water because coconut oil and, and co- I mean coconut oil because there's that Harvard uh, physician who's been given bad press to coconut oil and, and he doesn't even know what he's talking about. He's been bought off. Uh, so uh, I think omega three, omega six. Dr. Jerry covered a probably a couple months ago about the ratio, how much we're getting too much inflammatory sixes. But uh, maybe we should talk about that coconut oil. Uh, any other suggestions, Dr. Dan, Dr. Jerry, for next week? Uh, I think those are great topics because I mentioned it to my wife about the uh, coconut oil. She said, nobody's telling me coconut oil is bad for me because she's been using it so long and we've talked about it so much. I think it's a great topic, Dr. Ron. Okay, we, Dr. Jerry. Yeah, also, uh, one area that's missing a lot is uh, the positive attitude. Uh, you know, yep. you talk right. about good water, good salt, but... You know, you've got to work at it like a sport. You just, uh, you know, doesn't happen by accident. No, you're exactly, you're, you are right. Uh, so we have, have to, to maintain that attitude and positive uh, positivity. Because, you know, they, you know there, there are a lot of the, the, the physicians of the past would, would associate negative thoughts with sickness. I mean... They're, they're almost every every illness you have can be traced back to a negative thought or a negative feeling. So it's uh, something that we probably should cover also. And we probably should cover, again, light. I mean, because we are hydroelectric, light, bioelectric beings. And uh, uh, if we're not getting the correct amount of light or we're in buildings all day long working under fluorescence and LEDs and so forth, 
gosh, it does affect it does affect your mood, ladies and gentlemen. It does affect the way you uh, your body operates. Because so, I think Dr. Jerry had he he did a, he did a, uh, a segment on this about a year ago. Maybe we should bring that up too. Yeah, I mean, being in these closed buildings, you get all the excess positive ions from the fans that are blowing the air, and that's why when you go by the ocean and the water's crashing on the rocks, and all, you feel so much better because there's an excess of negative ions floating around. Well, you know, I, I just see somebody on here. Let me ask him. Maybe he knows. I've been reading about, uh, you know, earthing. You know, I love working, walking on my bare feet. Sure. And, uh, but they say, you know, everything is grounded today. The electricity is grounded, and they, they, they have this uh, – uh, oh, they got a name for it. It's, it's, it's Grounding like, that? Uh, no, no, no. They say that's why some oh. people are getting sick because of this. the electricity that's in the ground now is this 120 volt that is going in, and it's uh, destroy electricity, and that it's really interfer- interfering with our health. Uh, uh, Hal, is that you on here? Howard, is that you? Yes. Yes. Howard, uh, I was just reading about grounding and, and electricity, uh, about the, the stray le- uh, electrons that that go, you know, from the grounding rods and everything into the earth, and that they, it's now it, it could affect your health. You think you you ground your your bed into an outlet, but that ground has this, uh, and I forget the term. It's a it's a stray electric type of term. Are you, are you familiar with any of that? Um, I'm not familiar with it, but it would be, you know, minimal, but I don't know what effect it may have on, you know, on our bodies. But um, there are the Scandinavian countries, for instance, ground is not ground. They have a higher electrical potential than their soil. And what it means, I don't know. Okay. All right, we lost Dr. Talmor, and, but I got some of this from a book that he wrote, and I wonder if it's still on his website. But uh, that's something else we should explore. Uh, you know how we're being affected because we it, it's micro, micro, micro currents in our bodies, right, Jerry? I mean, so yeah, even absolutely. if there's a little bit of current coming out of the earth, it, it, it probably has a biological effect. Well, even the clothes that you wear, you know. Uh, Silk, you know, different materials create electrical charges. Right. Yeah. If you, if you take rod and rub it in, in, in silk, you can generate, you know, static electricity. So right. If wearing silk or synthetics or even even uh, non-synthetics, we could probably generate some stray currents or, you know, of we we would uh, you can't pass it off, but they are not of major. Uh, amplitude or anything it's just but we don't know how what it means so maybe we should all go around naked <laughs> is that a, is that a good thing or a bad thing to have that static electricity type thing happen Howard no problem but we you know we we just don't know you know I mean it it, it you would think uh, like with the EMFs and, and so forth it, it takes very little current uh, to influence ourselves so you know we're living in an experiment right now Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's interesting. The uh, Cidic, uh, uh Jews, they advocate linen uh, for shirts and clothing because it's a higher quality energy pattern, I think, to it. Mm-hmm. Huh. Wow. Yeah, we're going to have to uh, we're going to have to explore this subject. I think it's important for our listeners to to uh, and myself to get more educated about it. All right, gentlemen. Thank you. Heart of gold. Uh, yeah. 
we will, uh, I think we're going to call it a day here. So thank you, Dr. Dan. Thank you, Dr. Jerry. Uh, well, thank you, all, Dr. Ron, Dr. Jerry. Uh, we will uh, meet again next week and see you all on the radio. You've been listening to Dr. Ron, Dr. Jerry, Dr. Dan, Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, episode 274. We covered a lot today about salt and water. Next week, we will talk about omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acids, coconut oil, and we'll start to explore bioenergetic fields in our body. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. We'll see you on the radio next week. Ciao.